0: Welcome to I Am Divine, Mastering Your Intuition with Psychic Mediums and Spiritual Psychology Coaches and Science of Mind Practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter.
1: And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire.
0: We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Welcome back all you beautiful divine badass babies out there. I don't know why I use babies because we're not babies, but uh, then again, I think I that we are. We're always in a learning phase when you think about a child, you know, as we grow, there's always more learning there. So last week's episode, we talked about the power of feelings and emotions. And today we are going to talk about how emotions create disease. So last week, it was about how we hold it in there. But how does that actually affect our physical bodies? I know for myself, I didn't originally before I started this work, I didn't recognize that the emotion that I was holding in my body could have a physical reaction to it. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of the most interesting things when I started doing this work and especially with the coaching Kim and and recognizing the healing for me, you know, one of the things that I've struggled with is I'm a type two diabetic mm-hmm. and the brain, the logical side was saying, well, your mother has it, your father has it, my brother and my sister have it. So I figured it is just hereditary. That's why I have it. So the brain and the logical side was saying, I accept this as being my reality because that's what I've been told. Mm-hmm right? And here we have the creative process at its best, how it comes into play. But what I did is I started to do some research around what diabetes represented from an emotional perspective. And for me, what I found was diabetes is an issue with sugar. Mm -hmm. And basically what I did find out was diabetics find life not sweet, not sweet enough.
1: Interesting.
0: use sugar to make us feel better. I would think about that and going, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm a happy person, yeah. but doing the work from the coaching, when I began to recognize that one of my biggest limiting beliefs was I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. So I could correlate the disease being life is not sweet. I'm not worthy. And this is why that other aspect or the cravings, because that's something that I still struggle with sometimes, is that craving for sweet. So on the logical mind and on the work and the healing that we're doing, I'm, I'm still going back. If I accept this disease as being what my reality therefore it is. But if I can say, oh, the correlation back is me not finding life sweet, keying in with my unworthiness that tells me I still have healing to do. Mm -hmm. So I believe that by healing the emotion, we can heal the physical body as well. Am I there to go, oh, I've got it all healed? No, but I'm not in a place like the rest of my family is now on insulin.
1: Yeah. In all honesty, what you are doing is you are breaking that lineage, you are breaking those epigenetics that have carried out through your family and probably lifetimes. By coming to this awareness, you are breaking that lineage. And I think that's so powerful. What I love about the word disease, though, is that it is dis ease in the body, meaning that there is something that is making us not feel right. And knowing that we are the creators of our lives, a lot of people might have an issue, understanding that when we come up with a disease or an ailment, it is because of our own doing it is because of our own thoughts that are, I always say festering in the body, and then manifesting itself in some kind of ailment. Because we are ready to heal it and release it. But I I think then our logical mind comes in and just kind of brushes it off. Mm -hmm. And I think people have a hard time as well. And I did too, for the longest time, understanding that one, how can we be responsible for what we're creating? How can we be responsible for creating cancer in our body? I have a a rotator cuff thing that's, that's all messed up right now. How can I be responsible for that? But when we're able to really, instead of always, I don't want to say don't go to modern medicine, because it brings its value, but also do that inner work to say, what is creating this. And I think Louise Hayes' book of you can heal your life is a beautiful book that actually has a chart that allows you to go in and look at those different ailments and what it means for your body.
0: Yeah. And it's it's so important to recognize that. And Kim, you know, your comment about the rotator cuff and all these aspects, even I'm a Reiki master as well. And even from that perspective, being able to gauge the energy in the body, and you can actually see how it is manifesting within our own physical aspect of it. Even as a reader, one of the things that I found, if I connect in with spirit on the other side, if someone's wanting to connect in, and I view that spirit and I see a face that has no emotion. It's just flat. It's straight. You know, no smiles, no frowns, no nothing. When I'm looking at it from a physical aspect of how they passed, I know right away that there is a cancer connection. There is a heart connection, or it could possibly be two lungs as well. So for those of you that are familiar with the chakra system, we have a heart chakra. And that's where we hold our emotions. And when I get this image of the lack of emotion, I know that those organs in that area of our heart chakra, which is in the center, kind of center of our chest, maybe a little bit above that, when we hold that emotion in there, it has a direct correlation back to those organs. That's how for me with a client, if I get the face, no emotion, I'll say, oh, was there lung or heart issues? or cancer. And cancer, from what the guides have always said to me, it is a disease that eats us from the inside out when we hold on to emotion. So I bury it, whether it's emotion from an external standpoint, or the emotion of how we view ourselves, Mm -hmm. emotion, you know, because we are taught do unto everybody else, at the extent of yourself. So there's so many people now that do not honor themselves and their own feelings,
1: which is why and this is my personal view, I believe that women have, I believe this is why we have breast cancer, because if you look at the location of the breast area, it is in alignment with your heart. It is, and I believe even lung cancer is more prominent in women as well, because we are constantly doing for others. We are constantly putting ourselves last and not showing ourselves that love. And then that is festering. It is eating us on the inside because we're suppressing all those feelings and nice. it is manifesting as cancer in those areas of your body.
0: Yeah. And I don't think we really realize how much correlation to it. You know, I I bring up, um, you know, one of my sisters I find really interesting. She has issues with her feet and, and she has situations in her own life. And she's always said to me, well, I can't leave. I can't get away. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, look at why, you know, and where you're having the issues. You're having yeah. the issues in the feet and the legs because your belief is I cannot leave this. Therefore, my body is manifesting situations. So I not I cannot actively even walk or move because of it. And, and we so don't realize how powerful our emotions are. And I can think of so many different examples of that. You mm-hmm. know, it's amazing. You know, I have another example where, you know, those of you know, I ride a motorcycle and <laughs> I went off my motorcycle and I came down on my shoulder and the guides kept telling me, you need to slow down. No, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need to do any of this. And I, within my mind said, okay, yeah, I need a break. <laughs> Be very careful. <laughs> literally. <laughs> about." And for me, literally, it was a break in my shoulder but the other aspect of that was I would not allow others to help me. So you, Kim, you brought up the aspect of being a mom and you're there for everyone else and just not honoring yourself. And for me, that was a perspective where I asked for a break. The guides told me that I wasn't allowing others to help me. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. Mm-hmm. And that's when the break came in. And at that time, my folks had to go back to Ontario because they were fixing, and, you know, uh, my sister had needed surgery. My husband was leaving the next day to go out West to go back to work. So I had nobody here. I had the store at that time too. So here I am, I'm in a sling for eight weeks. I've got road rash on my arms. I can't lift my arm even to to tend to myself. And so I would have other people come in, you know, clean my wound for me and they'd come into the store and they'd help me with stock. They helped me whatever. And that was so humbling for me. I hated it Mm -hmm. because I was great at giving and I sucked at receiving. (laughs) <laughs> so that, I don't say ailment, but that situation was brought on because I was not loving myself enough to yeah. honor myself. Mm-hmm. And so I had to have the experience in that physical situation to go, Hmm, I need to learn this. So what they taught me was shut your mouth and nod and say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> when someone
1: would step forward and say, let me help you with this. Cause what do we want to do? No, 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 no. I'm okay. And I love what you said there, where you said you were not loving yourself enough and honoring yourself. And Again, it goes back to how we were raised, how we were taught to put everybody else first. But when it really comes down to you as a spiritual being here having a human experience, I honestly believe our goal on this journey is to come back to that vibration of love. And that's not just love for everybody else, it has to include yourself. And by manifesting certain you know, disease diseases in our body, it is again, the universe spirit communicating with you to say, this is where you need that work done. This is where, you know, you are ready to heal this to move past Past it. And I do believe that we are capable of curing ourselves. You know, yeah, don't get me wrong. I I, I love modern medicine. You know, I got a headache. I'm taking a pill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, and, and I trust the doctors, but I also believe that you can do that work as well um, on that soul level, on that subconscious level to clear yourself of those diseases. Yeah. One of the things the guides
0: always said to me, we know it, there is nothing higher than the vibration of love. yeah, You know, the old sayings, love conquers everything. But as you said, it's not love outside of ourselves. It's not a romantic love. It is that Mm -hmm. unconditional love that accepts others and ourselves in the truth of who we are without judgment. Kim, you made a comment about, I believe that I can heal my dis-ease in my body based on, you know, how I can shift and change my emotions and everything else. So we can take it back to the creative process and universal law. And if those of you have ever heard of Della Reese... If you've heard that name before, she used to be on a show called uh, Touched by an Angel. Mm -hmm. She's actually a practitioner of new thought and science of mind. I believe she is a a minister as well, but... Uh as far as I remember, I think it was a heart attack, but she basically had an illness going to the hospitals. The doctors told her she was going to die. No way through it. This is the way it is. You're going to die because she she had the belief in the teachings of science of mind and recognizing how powerful she was. She kind of said, you know what? I can accept the reality of what the doctors are telling me, Mm -hmm. or I can accept the reality of who I am, which is divine, which is the creator." And through spiritual mind treatments and prayers and, you know, all the work she did, she healed what was ailing in her body, literally gone. Yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, and and I think that's so important to recognize just because someone tells you you have something, Mm -hmm. we can accept it as being our reality or we can go, oh, I recognize that this has been brought on by some sort of emotional thing that I'm holding on to. So when I do the work to discover the emotion behind it and begin to heal it, I do have the opportunity to shift whatever that physical situation is in my body. And I don't think we, as I said, know how
1: powerful we are. And I like what you said. You said it was brought on by something emotional, And that is like, oh, you just want to shake people and be like, your fucking feelings matter. Like your feelings are creating all of this. If you are able to really get in tune with those emotions, stop being afraid of them, stop ignoring them and face them. Like I'm just seeing like take the gloves off, stand up to it and be like, bring it on like attack them be like let's go let's let's do this so much of the world could be healed but we hold on to the anger the sadness the frustration the anxiety we hold on and as i'm saying these words i can feel my body getting all tense and tight and it's like like i just want to be like wouldn't it be better to just stand in that feeling of love like if you could just close your eyes and just be like Oh, feel that love coming forward, feel that gratitude coming forward and just being open to that. I can feel my shoulders drop and just like my breathing, just being like, ah, that is what you want to bring into your body. That is that state of love that you want to bring into your body. So when you are feeling your emotions or you're having an ailment, do some research, you know, or, okay, you know what? I'm feeling this emotion. I'm not going to make it right or wrong. I'm going to sit with it. And when I'm out of the, I would say, hijacking of the emotion, then I'll deal with what's going on on that deeper level. But also, you know, when you get those ailments in your body, okay, I'm going to go look. Why is my rotator cuff all messed up? Because I'm obviously holding something right there. And I want to find out what it is because I want to move it along.
0: And that's why teachers like Louise Hay and her book, it's so important because you can really go, oh, I'm having this pain or this ailment, this issue with this part of my body. There is something you can go back and say, okay, when it comes to this area, here's the emotion attached to it. And when we're honest enough to be able to do that and then look at that emotion and go, okay, you now how is that sitting in my life? And that's why those types of books and things are so cool to be able to associate with and have a sense of direction where you can literally come down to the emotion behind it. Kim, I see you nodding your head and you have the book there in front of you. Were you actually looking at the, uh, the shoulder issue?
1: I was looking it up and it says carrying the burdens of life, feeling helpless and hopeless. And there's situations right now that I'm going through where I do feel that way. I'm doing a lot of journaling on it. I'm doing a lot of clearing on it. But there is that helpless and hopelessness feeling that is there that I'm working through. So the fact that I just look that up, I'm like, okay, at least I'm doing the work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And I think it's important
0: for people to understand, too, this isn't like a magic wand either to say, oh, I know that this ailment comes back to this emotion. Oh, I'm going to this little place. Oh, this happened. I've healed it. Poof, everything's going to go. Right. I believe there are instances we can definitely heal the body, right? Mm-hmm. Me, as a, as I said, as a type two diabetic, I'm still working on that. So I can't say I've healed every association with it, but I can't say that the disease has not gotten any worse because I am actively trying to do the work of shifting that energy out of my body. So I think it's important people know that just because we know this, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to fix it in, in this lifetime either. But it's like you
1: said too, it's the onion. It is the layer and layer and layer of the onion that you are pulling down. And we are continuously healing. We are continuously learning and growing. And with every little, you know, like you said, your your disease is not like the diabetes isn't getting worse. You are controlling it. But you are also taking off a layer and then another layer and another layer with all that work that you're doing. You are making a difference. Yeah. And I think
0: it's important when we look at our lives right now, and I mean, through social media and and through all these other aspects of, I don't say the truth coming out, but so many people, I can get on Facebook and see, oh, I see anger. I see hate, you know, this happened, that happened. So when you're seeing that stuff, take a step back and say, am I feeding the same vibration? So yes, I'm sending it out to universal law, but I'm also bringing that into my body. So do I really want to impact and live in that space of fear or anger or hate? And what is the direct correlation that's going to have back with my body? Mm -hmm. Instead, take a step back and say, I see this for what it is. I'm going to send it love because I know that that vibration cannot exist within the love. Sometimes that's very hard from the human experience You know, when, you know, I don't want to say an eye for an eye, you know, I always use the example of someone's killed a child. How do we love that person who killed the child? That is, you know, I I say this is difficult and the guides say, and so it is, but it's being able to step back and see that everything has its experience. And there's always reasons and lessons and things behind it. And it's not always up to, to us to understand everything. But when we recognize how we're playing into the same energy, you know, we were making jokes a little while ago, how we had fires out here in New Brunswick and there was no rain and everybody was like praying for rain. And now we've had so much rain the past couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, look, we asked for it here. <laughs> look how it's really shown up. And now people are going, what the hell? Why is it? Why is it raining so much? It's mm-hmm. so really interesting to see when you step back and can really see it from an energy perspective and how things like this play out in our lives with the
1: emotions. Mm -hmm. You also said too, you know, from the experience and lessons behind it. And it made me think of like, I know a few people who are going through a cancer journey and some of them are, they are so Positive. And they are living life like it's their last day. And I'm in awe because with them going through chemo and their treatments, and I've seen how it can affect people, they still get up, they go to events, they are making the most out of you know whatever time they may have left i've seen one woman who has actually as far as i know she's in remission that's fantastic but i've also seen the other side where it's like when you're living in that fear when you're living in that anger and resentment and it can take you into a depression you know i can see both sides of it but it's what you are getting from the experience as well it's that perspective that you are looking at it from are you looking at it from this disease is going to, you know, you could look at yourself, Paula, am I going to allow myself to not be able to enjoy life because uh, of of what you're going through? Or are you going to say, fuck it, I'm ready to say this is what's going on inside. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to work towards releasing what I can and heal yourself to the best of your ability. Or are you going to go sit in the corner and be, you know, depressed? And if that's what you need to do, if you need to go sit in a corner and be depressed, by all means, that is your right. That is what you feel you have to do for survival. then that is your right. Please don't think that I'm trying to make it wrong. But I think it's again, it goes back to that perception as to what you put on the circumstances of your life.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And I know for quite a bit of my past, I would actually feel that I use the term the victim or the martyr, poor, poor me. And I recognize sometimes I still go to that place, but now I have a sense of recognition of it. And then I can choose something different. And as I love how you said, Kim, it's not right or wrong. You can go and be in that place. Don't make it wrong. The way I look at it is if we get stuck in that, that's where we can have issues. But again, that is a relative truth for the person. That is what they're meant to experience. I use the example a lot of times, say, in just looking at the aspect of cancer, Kim, where a doctor will say, oh, you've got six months to live. You'll have those individuals that will accept that as being their truth, and they either die by that time or before that time. And then yes. you'll have other individuals where they go, hmm, no, I'm going to choose my own choice around that. And they could live for another, you know, however long, or as you said, that goes into remission. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, mm-hmm. it, again, it's amazing how much those emotions and the acceptance of it will automatically play out in our physical
1: frames. Yeah. And I've seen both sides of it. And again, going back to not making it right or wrong, Don't get me wrong. I've been in survival mode for a very long time. I understand survival mode. I can see it in myself. I can see it in others when people are going into it. And it's not wrong. It is what you need to do in that moment. So please don't think that I'm trying to downplay anybody who's going through something hard. That was never my intention. But like you said, there comes a point where and and survival mode can be as long as you need it to be. But there when you're able to come out of it and say, I'm ready to tackle this, I'm ready to face it and move forward. There's power in that. Yeah. And not judging
0: it, like you
1: said, yeah. just being in it. It, it
0: mm-hmm. is important too. it. And that's why we use the term relative truth. It is that yeah. individual's experience. And it's not for me to take that experience from them or, oh, no, it's going to be okay. And I'll oh, just do this and everything is great. You know, it's just saying, you know what, it's okay that you sit in that, you know, express yeah. and feel what you need to feel. Mm -hmm. Right. And if that means the continuation of the feeling up until that last breath and that, you know, so be it. My job is not to take it. And I think sometimes I know having situations going on now, other people don't always understand that, you know, well, you're not being supportive, you're not whatever, but it's so not true. I'm honoring the individual to allow them to have their own experience based on the emotions and what they're creating. Absolutely. Right. And that is powerful because, you know, we look at death as being this end of everything, but it is simply a transition from one energy to another.
1: That's it. Yeah, right. And I know when I was going through a hard time with my ex, when we were together, and he was going through cancer, and everybody was coming, and they were being so positive And so like, they thought they were doing so good. But it was just to the point where it's like, I don't want to hear your positivity. I don't want to hear that right now, because I'm not ready for that. Right. And I could sit in that moment. And because I wasn't ready to receive it. And I know for myself, it took a while because it was it was a hard time for me as well as a caregiver, but being able to come out of it. And when I was ready to feel that positivity and take that positivity and do something with it, then those changes, you know, for myself and for my partner at the time.
0: And it's important because like I said, I think some people say, well, you're supposed to feel this way. You're supposed to act this way. And it's, it's, and we talked about it last podcast too, Kim, it's about honoring the feelings of what you're experiencing in the moment, not making them right or wrong, just sitting in it and allowing to feel what you need to feel. I always love talking about these things, especially when we look at it on how, you know, our emotions really impact our lives. And I, and I don't think I really looked at it until I started researching it more and Louise Hay and, you know, even do, as a Reiki practitioner, really seeing shifts in the energy of the body and I can gauge the energy. Go, oh, you got problems here. Oh, you got problems there. The, the correlation back became very simple simply by looking at the emotion they're holding and how it impacts the physical body. You know, I encourage people out there. If you're suffering from a disease or a situation or something that you're struggling with, just to take a step back, engage your emotions really look at it to find out what emotion is underlying whatever's going on, because then you have an opportunity to dig deep and heal what needs to be healed and be able to let it go. It's all choice, but you have opportunities now by understanding it.
1: This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us during our conversation today about how emotions create disease. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening.
0: So if you enjoy our show, please read our podcast and be sure to come back next week where we are going to have a discussion around spirit communication through automatic writing. We're going to have a little bit more of an intuitive, you know, psychic experience, growth information for you guys. So until then, this is Paula and Kim. And don't forget that you are a powerful, I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.imdivine.ca.